to another session of Winning Words. This is your host, Ross Jelseth. And once again today, here we are in September of 2022 and fall is upon us. We can feel it in the morning. We can feel it in the cool air in the evenings. And in the football world, we used to say we could smell it in the grass when it was time for practice to begin and games to be played. Our Winning Words podcast has a tradition, a thread, so to speak, a theme throughout. And that theme is speaking life to influence others. I don't know about you, but I just cannot get enough encouragement. And I've never told someone, please don't encourage me. I get too much encouragement. So speaking life is our theme. And today we're going to talk about a topic uh a catchy name, and I hope as you listen, you learn more about the essence of the name. The title, Keeping Your Salt Salty. And you'll find that I'm not referring to the salt that's in your shaker or in a container in the cupboard. So, keeping your salt salty, let me spend a few moments with you talking about the context of salt. And the oldest book that I have in my collection of many books, including the one I wrote, Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others, that was released in 2020, almost two years ago now. But the oldest book that I have in my possession is the Bible. I have several. And Depending upon the historian or the theologian, the Bible was written thousands of years. There's questions as to how many thousands of years ago, but it's an old word, so to speak, but the word still applies today, September 2022. And salt in the Bible, if you look through Wikipedia to get some background, here's what Wikipedia says about the role of salt. Salt in the Bible is relevant to understanding Hebrew society during both the Old Testament and the New Testament periods. Salt is a necessity of life and it was a mineral that was used since the ancient times in many cultures as a seasoning, which we still refer to it in that context a lot a preservative, a disinfectant. In historical days, it was also a component of ceremonial offerings. To give salt was a part of an offering in reference to faith. And salt was even used as a unit of exchange. The Bible also contains several references to salt and the word salt is used metaphorically to signify things like permanence or lasting, loyalty, durability, fidelity, usefulness, value, and even purification. So salt was used as a word that meant much more significant things than the word salt, referring back to a seasoning. So in that regard, 
let's look at some of the biblical references to salt. You may be familiar with some of these, but in that regard, Matthew, the book of Matthew 5, verse 13, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he is saying that you are the salt of the earth. Colossians 4, 6 speaks to let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. Have you ever thought of your speech to others as being seasoned with salt? Then in Mark 9, verse 50, there's a reference that salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will it be of any value? Let me explain further. In the book of Luke, Luke dedicates the 14th chapter to a teaching, a parable that Jesus spoke to about the cost of being a disciple. And we'll talk more about costs a bit later. But in it, he's referencing that be aware that being a disciple is not going to be easy. And he talks about a couple different parable scenarios. One, he speaks about if someone was going to build a tower, it would be wise to sit down first and to count the cost, to consider all of the potential costs in order to complete it. He even reverses it by saying, if you don't cut the cost and you get partway through, you can't finish it, people will ridicule and say, what a fool, he wasn't able to complete the project. Another reference that Jesus used was if a king was going to go to war, which wasn't uncommon in the Old Testament days, the king would need to count the costs of how many men he had available compared to the country or the kingdom that they were going to go to war against. Again, knowing what the cost potential could be before starting out. But he closes the parable by saying this in the 34th verse, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? How can it be made salty again? He's questioning whether or not old salt, stale salt, weak salt can be made salty again. So let's make a transition from this background and let's talk about keeping your salt salty. First of all, I would suggest that we need to realize the importance of salt. I don't know about you, but until I began studying this, Several weeks ago, in one of my devotionals, I really hadn't thought too much about salt for a while, except that I know where it's at in the cupboard, and I have a pretty good feel for how much to sprinkle on a 
piece of food, item of food that I'm going to eat. But this past few weeks has caused me to study salt in a much greater context. And that's what I'm going to share with you today because there's some life applications to keeping your salt salty. So realizing the importance of salt. So let me give you some purposes of salt that I think will help you realize the importance of salt. Most of us would think of flavoring food as a function, a purpose of salt. Some of us would thinking of the preserving of food as a purpose of salt. Some of us would reference salt baths for pain relief. Did you realize that salt and sodium in your body is essential in order to maintain your body fluid as well as your blood volume? And part of keeping our salt salty is to keep our bodies well through exercise and diet and disciplines. So in all of those references to the purpose of salt, we could conclude that salt is important. Let me ask you a question. Are you living a salty life? In that regard, a salty life is a reference to the power and the purpose of salt. But let's transition from the white stuff that comes out of the shaker into you and your living a salty life. Does your life have flavor? Or are there too many days when you would say, pretty blah, pretty bland, pretty dull? Are you living your life with vigor? Or, as President John F. Kennedy, former President John F. Kennedy used to say, Viga, he would give speeches to the people of America and he would talk about doing things with Viga, which meant with enthusiasm, with energy, with purpose, with drive, with fortitude, with perseverance, Viga. Is your life a life of vigor? Is your life a life of lifelong learning? A salty life would be one that's continually learning what is available to you every day and learn from each day. Another attribute of people who are living salty lives is that they're growing. They're getting better. You've heard one of my favorite expressions, we get better or worse every day, we never stay the same. But in order for that to happen, we have to agree at the beginning of a day that we're going to grow. We're going to change over the course of the day. In order for me to be better tomorrow, I would suggest to you that Ross needs to do something today to make myself better for tomorrow. If I don't, I can't expect I'm going to be better tomorrow. So does your life, a salty life, have flavor? Does it have vigor? Are you learning? 
are you growing? And part of what the biblical reference to the importance of salt in our lives and the reason that salt was used in parables and metaphorically was because it spoke to needing salt in order to press on in life. In order to press on in life. You may have just come off a seven-day period of life, a week, and everything's been great. But I might suggest to you that if you think back two weeks, maybe not everything was great. Something may have happened a month ago that you had to get through over around in order to get the other side. You had to press on. And the reference to salty life and keeping your salt salty is the awareness that there's going to be times when we're going to need to press on in life. That happens because we have taken the time to realize there are costs. Anything that has value is going to have a cost to it. You can take everything from a monetary value. The more value it's attached to it, the more it's going to cost. You can also speak to relationships. In order for relationships to grow, you or I, you and I, need to invest time. What have I done? I've cost accounted for some of my time, poured into some relationship with the anticipation that the relationship is going to get better. So we need to realize that there's a cost to living the life that you and I live and that that cost is going to take something away from us. So we've got to replenish. We've got to keep the salt salty. Let me give you some suggestions and I would, I'll capture these in five or six little coaching points as to how I suggest that you and I can keep our salt salty. Here's the first one. Start your day fresh. Start your day fresh. By that I simply mean, no matter what happened yesterday, Yesterday is not going to come back again. We can learn from it. We're not going to live it again. So start today fresh. And for me, starting fresh, I need some quiet time early in the morning. I need to set my chart, so to speak. Set my sights. So for me, it's some devotional time, quiet time, new thoughts, You know the beauty of some devotional time? Never once have I picked up a devotional or two or three devotionals and read them and said, oh, I knew all that before. Every time I pick up a devotional, I get a new thought. And that new thought is fresh, fresh, new, unique, challenging. 
Part of starting every day fresh is being ready for the day. And knowing that no matter what you're going to encounter, you're going to overcome. You start with a full basket, so to speak. Your gas tank of life is full. You're ready. You're prepared for the journey ahead called a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Saturday, whatever it is. So first one, start fresh each day. Fresh perspective, new, life, green, growing, anticipation, excitement, enthusiasm, fun. By starting fresh each day, I believe we'll get to the second one, which is energy. People who keep their salt salty are people that have a strong energy reserve. In other words, their energy precedes them into a room or into a relationship or into a conversation, into the world that they're going to step each day. So energy is so important. When's the last time that you want to be around a someone that barely spoke, had little or no expression on their face? If they did have an expression on their face, it was an expression of uncertainty, questioning, unawareness. Energy excites people. For you to keep your salt salty, I would suggest that you've got to keep your energy level up. And energy levels are a function to a significant degree, in my degree, in my awareness, of balance. If we get our lives out of balance, too much of any one thing, not enough of something else, our energy level suffers because we get life out of balance. We get life out of perspective. We get discouraged. We get frustrated. We take on too much. We say things we shouldn't. And as a result, we're trying to catch ourselves and we're trying to recover. We're trying to gain back. And the reality is all that takes energy because our life is out of balance. So the second key, I think, to keeping your salt salty is maintaining a high and consistent energy level. I'm not saying you need to be like a pogo stick walking into a room, but we all move forward based upon our energy level, our excitement for life, our excitement for interacting with others, our awareness of others, which leads me to point number three, to keep your salt salty. I believe you've got to focus on key relationships. I can't say how many you need, but I can definitely say that the key relationships in your life, you've got to take care of. Nothing gets better if you don't spend focused time on it. Nothing gets better if you don't spend focused time on that. This includes relationships. Marriage, brother, sister, relative, friends, colleagues, professional interactions, whatever it is. 
relationships well taken care of grow and they bring blessings back. What you give, you more than get back. That's been my experience. But I've got to be intentional about feeding relationships with everything from time to being there for people to being attentive to people, being aware what they're going, reaching out at just the right time. How many times in your life have you had someone connect with you at just the right time? And or let's flip it. How many times in your life have you been in a situation where you just wish someone would connect with you? Someone would walk into your life at that moment and say, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Hang in there. So the point being is relationships is one of the means by which you can keep your salt salty. And here's a little extra. This is free. This whole thing's free, but this is free too. And that is, I spoke earlier about encouragement. Relationships are a perfect opportunity for you to encourage others. There's something about leaving a positive impact on other people through the power of encouragement. It's where we get the term speaking life. Speaking life is to build up. Speaking life is to find what's good about somebody and speak it into them. Speaking life is about building up about this simple word, encouragement. And encouraging one another in a relationship is how relationships are sustained. Leaving a positive word is so important in a relationship. So to review, start fresh each day, live your life with energy, Focus on relationships. And the fourth is in our lives, we've all gained insight, knowledge. And you know what insight and knowledge equate to? Wisdom. If you're going to live a salty life, part of that saltiness is like the salt shaker being poured out onto an item of food. Pour out wisdom to others. Point number four, to live a salty life and keep your salt salty, I suggest that you need to pour out wisdom to others where you know it will be helpful. Doesn't mean you need to be an expert on everything. Doesn't mean you need to stand on a street corner, but you will have perfect opportunity several times in the course of a week to pour out wisdom that you have gained. And you know what? That wisdom that you are sharing may be that only piece of wisdom that that person gets that day. And that is so helpful to them. You've gained it because of your previous experience, but now you have an opportunity to pour out that wisdom to someone else. You share it. You don't keep it. Wisdom is meant to be given away. 
Solomon in the Old Testament was reputed to be a man of significant wisdom. Why? Because he imparted that wisdom to others. He spoke into people from what he had learned, the insights, the knowledge, the life experience. So point number four in keeping your salt salty is to pour out wisdom. Pouring out your salt, your wisdom, becomes a means of being a benefit to others. And you know what happens? Your salt remains fresh because you feel like you're impacting others. You're helping. There's a feel-good moment there. Another means by which you can keep your salt salty is a simple six-letter word. And that is listen. Keeping your salt salty at times is a function of sitting down or standing there and just listening. Listening and then listening to the point of understanding. There's a big difference. I can hear something. You can hear something. But if one of us, you, listens to the point of understanding, who's in the best position to give the best response to what they've heard? I would suggest the person who listened to the point of understanding. So listening attentively, being in tune with the person that's speaking, being fully aware of what they are saying, eye contact, focus, discipline, hearing, understanding, relating, connecting. That's the power of listening well. In my book, Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Other, there's a saying there, be where your feet are. How many times, <laughs> I can remember too many times, where I'm standing somewhere, that's where I'm physically at, that's where my feet are, but my mind might be 500 miles away. My mind is drifting. Am I listening to the point of understanding? I could say, no, Ross, you weren't. You were there but you weren't listening to the point of understanding. So listening becomes a way of keeping your salt salty. The last one I would suggest to you, and I mentioned five or six, this is number six. Be an example to others. And this is really going back to the teachings of Jesus. And I don't know your faith persuasion, but for me, the teachings that I learned from, the wisdom that Jesus imparted was for the purpose of being an example to others, to take what the disciples had learned from him and then be an example to others. It wasn't just talking to others. It was being a living example let your light shine, so to speak. Let your life lead. Sometimes you can do so without speaking because you're an example to others. So that's the sixth mean 
by which you can keep your salt salty. So as we have spoken to today, as I bring this to a conclusion, keeping your salt salty is really a function of realizing the importance of salt. Secondly, the purposes of salt. And then evaluating, are you living a salty life? Is your life a life of flavor? Are you living with vigor? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you counting the costs? Are you starting each day fresh? Are you working on relationships? Are you pouring into relationships? Are you sharing the wisdom that you've gained in your life? Are you listening well? And are you an example to others? Again, this is Ross Jelseth, your host. I hope this has been helpful to you. I don't know exactly why I came upon this about three weeks ago in my devotional time. But since that day, I've been thinking about this and using these teachings on salt and the use of salt and how Ross could apply it. And when I do these podcasts, I simply am trying to pour out of the basket that I've got something in. If I've learned something, I try to share it. And that's what this podcast has been about today. Keeping your salt salty. Again, thanks for listening. And all of my podcasts, 50 plus podcasts, are on my website at josephassociates.com. Go out today, speak life, use words of encouragement, and live the life that God would have for you. Be an example to others. God's best to you. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great fall.